We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Guys, Notre Dame handles <laughs> handles business against Stanford. The it was not always pretty, but the Irish did what they needed to do. Fifty six to twenty three win over Stanford. Um, you know, I I predicted a, a thirty two point win. They got a thirty three point win. It just was a little bit sloppier, I think, overall, Vince, than I wanted it to be. But hey, when you're upset about a fifty six to twenty three win, those are first world problems, my man. There's no doubt yeah. about that. No, there's no doubt about it. I mean, look, the first quarter was just not good. First quarter was not good. And, you know, they got that garbage touchdown against the twos late. You know, giving up over 300 yards of offense, I didn't like that, obviously. So, you know, there's definitely things to nitpick. There's no doubt about it. But you still put up 56 points. You still had over 600 or 521 yards of offense. You know, there's a lot of good there, too. Yeah, yeah. And so you have to remember – all the good that happened. Look, Notre Dame could have done whatever they wanted offensively. And they, <laughs> when they, they didn't would, turn it over. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like right. the only time they got stopped is when they stopped themselves. Like right. Stanford was just kind of the invisible man on uh, defensively. Right. Yeah. And so, um, and, and then d- defensively, you know, yeah. the first quarter was bad because it was a bunch of trick plays right. and it was a bunch of stuff that well, they hadn't seen in the film. Yeah. And, and I get that. And that's not an excuse, but it's a fact. And yeah. so that's – and again, and I said this earlier and I said it later, that's not a sustainable type of offense. It's ingenious right. when you are such an underdog in a game like this. Yeah. You've got to do something. Well, it, to move it's forward. like Wake last week, Vince. It yeah. put a, it got him a drive. You right. know, but, uh, right. but overall, good win. Ryan, you were not with us during the, the show. People have heard from us for the last three hours. Just overall, Ryan, big picture. Then we'll do offense and then defense. It's just kind of a shortened version of our normal postgame show. Uh, but sure. first of all, Ryan, just kind of overall thoughts on the uh, the game before we dive into the offensive and defensive breakdown of the 56-23 to 23 Irish win. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I mean, I mean, Notre Dame was easily the best team tonight when they weren't shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, the only thing that kept the game close for a long time, I mean, obviously it was 
16, 14 at one point, right? Is the fact that you were turning the football over and you were doing stupid things and you were missing tackles. And, and those were things that were in your control and you weren't taking care of business, right? And you kept shooting yourselves in the foot when Notre Dame finally was taking care of the football, playing their game, not shooting themselves in the foot. It was never a contest. I mean, honestly, Stanford was even worse than I thought they were, to be honest with y'all, because they were winning 20. <laughs> Notre Dame was up 28-16 at halftime and had three turnovers. 28-16. That game could have been like 42-10 to 10 at halftime if it wanted to be. like that. It, it, it legitimately could have been as bad as that, right? So well, at 16, I, right? And it, we gave 10 or we Notre Dame gave up 10 points on turnovers. Should have been six exactly. points. Yeah. Which the craziest stat they said in the broadcast was they gave up 10 points off of turnovers in the first half. Notre Dame had only given up 16 points off turnovers the entire season coming into yeah. this game. This game yeah. was about Notre Dame, and it always was. Notre Dame was dominant when they weren't killing themselves. They were playing down to the uh, inferior opponent when they were killing themselves. That was they Notre Dame was the was the point of emphasis here on the good and the bad ultimately. You look at Ryan, you can talk about turnovers and shooting yourselves in the foot. Notre Dame had two turnovers, no, excuse, yeah, two turnovers in the first quarter, one turnover in the fourth quarter. Notre Dame scored 7 points in the first quarter, 7 points in the fourth quarter. They scored 42 points in the second and third quarters. You did have the one turnover by Sam Hartman, but the defense got that back with the interception by Jack Kaiser that kind of set up a score down there. But in the two, in the middle two quarters when they weren't doing some of those silly things, they outscored Stanford. Let me see what they it was it was 42 to 3 in the second and third quarter. The first and the fourth quarter, Stanford actually outscored Notre Dame 20 to 14 in the first and fourth quarters. But in in between 42 to 3. <laughs> And that's obviously where the game was decided. And of course, that sure. that touchdown by Stanford late, Vince was a you know, one of them was a you know a garbage touchdown. You know, <laughs> game was basically over. It's 56 to 16, and they put a drive together against Notre Dame's backups. But but overall, guys, look, you did what you needed to do, right? Notre Dame needed to come out in this game. They needed to get a win. They needed to go nine and three. They needed to win convincingly. And even though it didn't always look like you wanted it to, it was still a convincing win. It was a 56 to 23 game and Stanford scored last. Stanford actually scored first and last. And then Notre Dame just destroyed them up in in between there. But, you know, look, you're, 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 this is what good football teams are supposed to do to not good football teams, blow them out. And that's exactly what Notre Dame did. They went on the road and you're going to have to, like, I think Vince, that to me is my biggest takeaway. You can't just say your road problems are good team problems because you were not nearly as focused in this game in all three phases as you were against USC, Pitt, and Wake Forest, which were your last three home games. Sure. You just you just weren't. And that's something oh, that's- that Coach Freeman's going to have to figure out this offseason is when we play true road games with yes. normal rest, we are just not the same locked-in football team as we are at home, and they got to figure out why. Which is why I have no worries about a bowl game because Marcus Freeman will have him up for that. I had no worries going into the Navy game because that's not a true road game. It was a neutral site game. And it was a big deal because it was in Ireland and everything else. So, like, I, I – it, it is a narrative that is that has – that is supported by facts, which is not always the case when we're talking about Notre Dame football. But in this regard, the way they play on the road is supported by facts. And it's something that they are going to have to break down to the smallest nth degree and build that back up to figure out why they don't play well on the road. You're going to have to figure it out because if this team is going to, if this program is going to take that next step, whatever that step is, they're going to take that next step. They cannot continuously come out flat on the road because teams that aren't a three win team at the end of the season, like Stanford, it's going to kill you. It's going to absolutely kill you. I never thought Notre Dame was going to lose this game. There, no. there are people Even like, when oh, they were losing, Vince. Right. Yes. Never thought Notre Dame was going to lose this game because of what they were doing offensively and what the lack of what Stanford was doing to them defensively. So never thought they were going to lose the game. But if this is a team with a pulse, that's a problem. They no. came out flat again, period. They made mistakes. And no. that has to be fixed. It has yeah. to be fixed. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And and that's uh, to your point, Vince. The bowl game is not going to answer that question for us. This is no, going to be 
This is going to be an off-season thing that coach is going to have to figure out. And look, anytime you don't win a championship, you you look in the mirror and you say, "What? Where can we get better?" Right? That's as simple as that. Where can we get better? Absolutely. And there's a lot of here, here's the thing, Ryan. I th- I think you you made a comment in the pregame show, Ryan, that I think is very the way you put it. I really liked. You made a con- you made a you made a point, and I can't remember exactly what you said, but it was like it's not. It, it was about setting a found was it setting a foundation. For, but you um, changed it to something different. Found yeah, foundation is already set in my opinion. You're building yeah. the framework out of framework. what the house is going to look it. like. Right. Yes, right. Yep. And so part of that is going to have to be we are really good at home, really good at home. We don't play yep. great against really good defenses, and we don't play great on the road. And and part of building that championship football team is going to be figuring the finding those answers. Right. And that's 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 just something they're just going to have to figure out. Right. But but you did finish the season on the road with a 33 point win. And and I I don't know that I would say that Stanford is 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 worse than than I thought they were. Uh, I just. It's just it was a mismatch, Ryan. You know what, what I would say is. Yeah, I mean they're pretty bad. I just I'm, they're, <laughs> they're pretty bad. bad. It's just I, I think Notre Dame also, even with all the mistakes, they were still a pretty aggressive football team overall. I think that yeah. kind of helped them overcome some of those those mistakes in all phases. But uh, you know, you'd like to see you'd like to see a little bit more convincing win. But again, fifty six to twenty three is a is a good day at work. It's a good day. At it work. is. Yeah. It and, is. You know, yeah. I mean, talked about. Go ahead. Sorry, Ryan. Hit it. Oh no, no. I was just going to say. I mean, anytime you you win by that type of margin, it's you can. We always talk about like it's 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 fun to nitpick on things when you're when you're winning a football game. It's even more fun to nitpick on things when you're like you just won by thirty plus points. All right, like you dominate that football game. It was, you know, again, even when they were down sixteen to fourteen, I'm just like. Dude, Notre Dame's gonna roll at some point. Like you could just see yeah. it, right? Like, I mean, at worst, they would have gone into their comfort zone of like, let's hand the ball off to Audric every play, and he would have ran for right. four hundred yards and eight touchdowns, and you would have won this football game. Like it was never in doubt. Never. That is the good thing to work on. And the great thing is, is that the the mistakes you saw today, though, and and you know, discounting the road game, road game versus home game stuff, because that's gonna be a bigger issue in an offseason talk. But everything you saw today that I thought Notre Dame, you know, just made mistakes at, it's it, you can improve it, right? Like yeah. it wasn't a you lack speed here, you lack size here, you have a deficiency here. It's like right. you made a boneheaded decision in that situation. You didn't have good ball security. I can coach that stuff up every single day, right? Yeah. But there are some games where you watch and you're like, you know what? That mistake happened because my guys just aren't that talented in certain yeah. spots. Like that's where the deficiencies are. Every deficiency today was about Notre Dame shooting themselves in the foot and being their own worst enemy. I can oh, sure. work with that. I can deal with that. I, I, I was going to, I told Vince to transition to the offense next, Ryan, but you said something that I want to ask you about first, be kind of big picture. So forgive me, Vince, but would you argue that that was pretty much the case in all four of their, all three of their losses? I mean, you could kind of like Ohio state, for example, yeah. Ohio State made plays that game, but it's like dropped interceptions, not closing on a seam route, not because you're not good enough, because you just don't you don't play Trust it properly, it. you know, like yeah. just not hitting open receivers. I kind of feel like that whole like every time they lost, one thing that was different, like this year was frustrating. And I think part of the frustration that some fans have is because this isn't like in past years where you're like, guys, Stanford's just a way better team than than you are, which was like 2010 and 2011. You guys remember those years? You're like, guys, Stanford's just a better team than we are right now. As a foot, you know, just they just are, uh, you know. Or, or when you know Georgia beat them in 2019, you're like, you gave a valiant effort, but Georgia's just a more talented football team than they are at this particular point in time. And and it, it wasn't like there was none of those games. Where, like you just didn't you didn't want to be there. Like Miami 2017, it was like every game was like, gosh, if you go do this and do that and do that, you win this football game because you are you actually have the players to do it. You just have right. to do this and do that. Did you kind of feel yeah. like that was true in all of their loss? Like I don't, I can't think of one game this year. I was like, you know what, you were lucky even to be in that game because that team's got way more NFL players than you do. I mean, you could maybe yeah. argue that against Ohio State, but I, even, I don't even know well, that I'd even argue there. No, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't fluky that they almost won that game, Vince. Right. It was like, you know, like yeah, they got great receivers, and it's like yeah, well, Notre Dame's got great corners. I mean, like it was a legitimate great matchup, and I just. 
I don't know. That's kind of how, how yeah. I felt about, about all their losses this year. I, right? I, I would say so. I mean, yes. Cause I, I think that the, for the majority you watch those games and you're like, Notre Dame wasn't less talented than that team or even the, the same really. Like it was more about Notre Dame beating themselves, but also I would say, that there is a mindset issue, I think, in some of these football games that we've talked about, right? Like there's a, I mean, we talked about it, like the Ohio State game, and and we've talked, I mean, we've talked about it throughout the year. There's like a, there's for whatever reason, there's a lack of aggressiveness against certain teams compared to others, and that's a mindset issue, right? But like that also can change, you know, that also can change. Marcus Freeman's mindset can change, or offensive philosophy can change, or you know all up and down the coaching staff that can also change a little bit. Right. But I think for the most part, Brian, yeah, I would say so is that you were your own worst night. You were your own worst enemy in the biggest games of the season and the losses this year. There also is a mindset issue at times, but I think that everything that you saw this year that held Notre Dame back can be fixed. It can be fixed and not be fixed as in like, Hey, we need to go out and we need to buy a million players because our players stink. No, fixed on a practice field on a Monday, you know what I mean? Like on a Tuesday, like the daily grind is what's going to fix this. I believe. Completely agree with you, Ryan. And so you want to talk about shooting yourselves in the foot. So let's talk about Notre Dame's offense, right? 521 yards of total offense, 140 through the year, 381 on the ground. That is 7.9 yards per rush, 8.3 yards per play and 17.5 yards per completion. I mean, Stanford had nothing to do with Notre Dame's offensive efficiency, basically. I mean, Notre Dame did what they wanted to do. They decided that they were going to run the ball and run the ball and run the ball some more and then throw the ball off play action, things of that nature. And they were fairly successful in doing so. Well, fairly successful in throwing the ball, very successful in running the ball because Notre Dame was just better. They were just better and they played that way the entire time. Ryan, we talked a lot about this during the show. Yep. This was the most physical. Like, again, we, we talked during the week. You and I talked about Stanford's not good in the front seven, but they're right. they're physical. They're, they play hard. True. And that's why yesterday in our keys to the victory, you and I talked about how be physical was like right under start fast. Right. Uh, I thought this was the most physical performance we've seen from the offensive line all year. What, what was your thoughts on that part of the game? I felt bad for a couple of the Stanford kids, to be honest with you, like the Jorgensen kid getting hurt at the end. I'm just like that. That I mean, it was like a battering ram, right? Like it was a, it was an unstoppable force at times. It really was. I mean, and, you know, everyone's going to talk about Audric Estime with the physicality he ran with and for very good reason. I mean, the kid ran like a, a, a man possessed tonight. It was one of the most impressive performances I can remember from a Notre Dame running back. But when you look back at some of his biggest runs on the night, it's perfectly blocked a lot of the times, right? Like there was very few. I mean, I think Jabron Payne had one where he had the got spilled to the outside. I think Jeremiah Love had one where he spilled outside when it was supposed to be an inside zone run. And like that happens occasionally, right? But for the most part, they were staying on track of where the run was supposed to go because Notre Dame was blowing the bricks off them up front. I mean, Joe Walt, I felt like it run game. Per, I, th- I think Joe Walt has taken a big step as a run blocker this year, just in general. But tonight he was a dude in the run game, man, like absolutely dominant. The one touchdown run for Audrick, he blocked like two, two to three guys. I mean, he literally was that t- good in the run game tonight. And I think the all offensive line played really well. I mean, it really yeah. did. I mean, even, even in pass pro, it was good. It was like, secondary rushers that was the problem at some points with you know pressures on Hartman but for the most part pass pro was good but then the run game I mean you saw the dominance Billy Shrout and Ashton Craig even when he came back from getting banged up at the one point like the offensive line was really good tonight and we saw that when you get a guy like Audrey Estimate downhill Good luck. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, when, when Craig went down, I was like, oh, crap. Please tell me he doesn't have like a knee injury or something something right. bad. So, so happy to see him come back. I think there was like two runs all night where Audric had to make something out of nothing. Like, Vince, you, you talked about during the show, like there was times where he was getting hit at like four yards downfield and just carry guys for 15 yards, but you're still yeah. getting him to four, yes. right? There was, an out, there was an inside zone where Blake got beat backside and Audric bounced yep. it. But yep. The, yep. the point is, Ryan, in this game, when there was one guy getting beat, 
they were so dominant everywhere else that he could just run away from the one guy that got beaten, bounces right. for 15 yards. I mean, that was the thing is like th- there were a couple plays where Audric had to make a move, but the reason it still worked is because when he's making those moves, everybody else was so dominant. And that yeah. that's the thing that really impressed well, you, me. You, you had to throw tight ends and wide receivers, obviously, into that blocking as well. Like I thought Cooper Flanagan blocked his butt off. I saw David Sherwood throwing a, ni- a couple nice blocks tonight. I saw Eli Raritan in the run game as well. Oh, Say yeah. this, though, man. Aldrich Estime took someone's soul on a juke yes. to his left, a jump cut to his left. I was like, oh, my yes. gosh. That's the 230-pound battery ram that just did that to you in open yeah. space. So, yeah, I mean, but those are those are extensions of one another, right? Yeah. Like, Aldrich Estime isn't great without the offensive line. The offensive it's, line isn't great without Aldrich also making things happen at times. Vince, it's an it's a mindset, though, right? Like, this is what you and I always talk about when we do when we do shows. It's like being a physical running team is a mindset. It's not just you called physical running plays. It's your entire week of preparation is we're going to punch you in the face. And the last two weeks, and, and it, maybe it's because of the two new starters. Maybe it's just because coming out of the bye week, Joe Rudolph worked on changing the mindset. But it's like when your offensive line is punishing, your running back is going to run with a little bit more punishment, right? I mean, that that's the thing. And oh, yeah. what's one of the things you and I were complaining about last week? Like, Audric's getting downhill and he's like just dipping out of bounds, right? Today, he was looking for contact this entire game. So I think it was part pissed at the Doak Walker thing and part just we're going to come into this game and just physically beat you up. Yeah. And it, it, but like if, if Audric's the only one doing it, Vince, it doesn't matter. I mean, it was everybody. It was the tight ends, Terrence, tight ends, Rico, Jaden Thomas. And then Audric was just like, like you talked about some of the blockers took their souls. True. But Audric, Audric is like, there's going to be dudes on the field for Stanford Vince that are going to be having nightmares about number seven for Notre Dame over the next oh, couple He was a freight train and he was looking for contact. I mean, that was, you know, Yes, you could point to every single kid that was involved in the blocking scheme and point out great things that they did tonight. Yeah. No doubt about it. And like I like you mentioned, I, I I mean he was he was going four or five yards without even getting touched. Right. But then, but then it was the mentality after that where he's just bouncing off guys and running through right. arm tackles and carrying guys with him and moving the pile and everything. Like it was. It was an impressive display, and it was it was twofold, right? It was it was the guys blocking, and it was Audric. Audric had a great last yeah. game for Notre Dame. Period. End yeah. of discussion. If he doesn't end up playing in the bowl game, and I don't know if he's going to or not, if he doesn't, this is a great memory to have. Audric estimate yeah. this game right well, here. Two hundred yard effort. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, that was impressive. Look, Vince, I, I'll say it. I mean, I, look, I have no clue what Audric's going to do. I, I don't. But I kind of feel like this performance, it's almost kind of like, do you really want to come back after that? Yeah, this felt like a mic drop performance to me. Yeah, like, 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 and Ryan, maybe you can speak to this because I'm like, look, he's he's content. I believe you've said this. If I'm misquoting you, Ryan, correct me. But I believe he's kind of contending for like the top one or two backs in this, this draft class, I believe, you know, Um what what else can he do in a bowl game that he hasn't done in his 1341 yards and 18 rushing touchdowns this season that's going to impact that you know what i mean i I mean i mean yeah you're not misquoting me i think that he has the opportunity to fight for that because it is a it's a solid running back class in 2024 nfl draft but it it's wide open i mean there's some people that are going to love travion henderson there's some that are going to love trey benson for florida state there's some that are going to love Raheem Sanders from Arkansas. There's some people that are going to love Blake Corm from Michigan. And then there's going to be people that are going to love Aldrick Estime because he fits the bill of the running back on the NFL level, like that thick framed early down runner that you really like. And he's not going to show you anything in the bowl game. He's not. I mean, you've seen him carry the load when you have to, you've seen him run every type of run that you want to see in, in the, in the, in the playbook. You've seen him catch the football during his Notre Dame career, you've seen him block. You, you've seen everything. The 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 next thing that Aldrich Estime is going to have to prove is you had a couple long runs this year. You had an eighty yarder against NC State. 
what type of athlete are you, right? Like what type of athlete will we put you in the shorts at the combine and see just kind of the athleticism, but on the field, I don't think many NFL teams are going to have any issue with Audrey Gustin. They're right. going to be like, Hey, you had some ball security stuff as a sophomore junior year. You cleaned it up. You only had one, one fumble in, in 2023. Yeah. Right. So it, it, there, there's nothing on the field that he could prove. It's the next step is athletically. Are you that guy? And then the, you know, I, I mean, I, I think everyone thinks that he's going to, He's going to interview fantastically. I would be shocked. Oh, yeah. Right. So, yeah, yeah. it's it, nothing, nothing on the field, though, is a long winded answer to say. No, it's good. Hey, this is Irish breakdown, man. Long winded is what we do. Uh, Vince, you're talking about a guy that's going to finish the se- regular season with 1,341 yards and 6.4 yards per carry and 18 rushing touchdowns. I mean, that's, that's, that's what Audric Estimate did this year, you know? And yeah, I just, I would hate to see him come back in a bowl game and get hurt. I just I don't know what else there is for him to prove. And this is a great encore. It's like as a Broncos fan, would I love seeing John Elway come back for a three-peat in nineteen ninety-nine? Sure. But like, dude, you just you just ended your career with back-to-back champs and you won MVP in the Super Bowl. Like, what else do you have to prove? You know what I mean? It's like time to move yeah. on to the next part of your career. Well, and that's kind of how not, I feel about Aldrich. And it's not like and, and this guy has nothing to do with his decision. Like they, they really shouldn't have anything to it should not play into his decision, but it's not like he's leaving the room empty yeah. for the bowl game. You know what but I mean? I, like I got to think a- that factors into some guys' decisions, Vince. It's like, you know what? Like I'm not leaving my team hanging out to dry. Sure. You know, where it's they got not- no chance to go win without me. I think he's got, he's, right. he knows yeah. that. He yeah. Knows they, that. They, they're going to be just fine in a bowl game without him. Uh, but you know, it, it, this is his team, right? Yes. And, and he, yeah. he, it depends on how he feels. Does he want to have one more game with his team? I don't know. I don't know, Audrey. Yeah. I don't know what his thought yeah. process is going to be if I'm – That would be the only reason, Vince, is you yeah. just said it. That's yeah. That'd be the only reason. If I'm in his ear, though, I'm like, hey, man, you did your duty. Like, right. you're good. You're good. All right. <laughs> this episode of the Irish Breakdown podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like you're laying in bed at night with your mind racing a thousand miles per hour and you just can't sleep. Like when you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it. Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. When you get there, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Irish. Vince, obviously, Audric ends the regular season with 238 yards 25 on 25 carries and four touchdowns. I think on three of the touchdowns, he didn't get touched. Uh, we talked about the play of the four. offensive line. I think it was all four, but yeah. All, yes, yeah. you were correct. All four. He didn't get touched. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest. I was very disappointed in the play of the pass game tonight. Like, I, I actually liked what they called up. I like what they dialed up. But it, it seemed to me, like, in the second quarter, that that Jared Parker was kind of like, I don't have a lot of faith in my quarterback right now. And I we're just going to kind of hand it off. I did I did love that play call to Jordan uh, Faison the play action play call for the touchdown. But after that, it was like, we're not going to run the risk of him throwing a pick six or doing like it. That's just kind of how I felt it looked. Cause I thought early on, they came out pretty aggressively with nice balance, run and throw. And Sam just, I mean, even right, even early when he was hitting passes, like to Tyree, I thought I just kept saying like, even there he's late, like get the ball out sooner. He's, he's late. Yeah. He didn't have a great game. His his timing off. It was just not good. It it almost felt like a, it almost felt like a coaching staff that was like, we we shot ourselves in the foot so much early, we're just not going to shoot ourselves in the foot anymore. You know what I mean? Like, we're just not going to do that. We knew that Aldrick estimated this run game was going to carry us to victory. I mean, what Notre Dame almost ran for almost 400 yards as a team tonight, right? It was just like, they, Stanford couldn't stop it. They, and everyone knew that they couldn't stop it. And I, I really did. I, I felt like I felt like the Notre Dame coaching staff after a little while was like, you know what? That's cool and all. You know, we could throw the ball around if we felt like it, but we're just going to make sure we don't do something stupid because <laughs> all due respect, right? The stupid things were happening when we threw the football. <laughs> That's when the stupid things were happening. You know, fumble on a scramble, 
interception, like two interceptions if you count Angelis as well. So I just felt like they were just we're not gonna we're not gonna do that again. We're not gonna hurt ourselves. And that's a terrible mindset to have, but when you've turned the ball over three times in one half, I mean, as a coach, right? Like if my team had turned the ball over three times in a half, we're, we're kind of like, hey man, like we are just killing ourselves. Like we're just shooting ourselves in the foot. Yeah, it, it's kind of like Ryan, it's 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 you know, you, it's it's a mindset to have, but it's almost kind of like you're in a situation where you can just tell your quarterback just doesn't look comfortable. I mean, he just he doesn't look comfortable. And you have to sometimes say to yourself, Vince, when you're I mean, Vince, you've been an offensive coordinator. You looked in the eyes of your quarterback before and like, bro, he's just not, he's not feeling it. You know what I mean? Like we just gotta and and after a couple of like the the interception was like there's just there's no reason for that. It's like second down, just throw the ball away. There's just there's there's no reason for you to off your back foot throw that floater he just he he was even in the throws like i said he hit they were just just late and just didn't look super comfortable the last touchdown he hit guy was wide open right yeah. so yeah. Um, that, was, that was i I, I don't, i'm not trying to split hairs here but yes he was wide open but it was also underthrown like yeah he had to stop yeah Wait. i mean he was so open it's you also wonder if like he was so open sam was like just get it out to him yeah you know right. what i mean i, I, I yeah. get that I, yeah. I, I get that. Just, but but, you guide it a little bit. You're just like, you know, I yeah. just shopping not, it out there. I'm not missing this deep. I am not overthrowing him. But I, I get, I do get your point though, Vince. Like even some of the throws he made were just not super, super crisp tonight. Yeah. And you know, right. you, you're 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 physically dominating Stanford. And, and look, yeah. you talk about growth from year one to year two, guys. Last year at home, you lost to this football team, sixteen to fourteen. Yeah. You know, you, you gave up. This, yeah, year. no. And they, they were kind of similar as a team this year than they were last year. This year you go to their place, you turn the ball over four times and you win by 33 points. Like, yes, this team is much better than it was last year. They're not where they need to be, but they're much better. And, and the thing to me too, is last year, Notre Dame did not like Stanford at the very least played them to a draw in the trenches at the very least, if not one in the trenches, like you could argue that. It was good to see in this particular game, outside of like that one quarterback run, Notre Dame dominated Stanford in the trenches on both sides of the ball. And, and that was an important thing for me. So um, that's the offensive breakdown, guys. Let's transition over the defense, Vince uh, or, or Ryan. I've been dying to get yeah. your thoughts on this because that was about as frustrating as of a first quarter as I've seen from this defense all year. Just, I mean, Kudos to Stanford for calling some cool plays, but that was a very yeah. frustrating first 15 minutes for the Notre Dame defense. I mean, I, I feel like, again, you were just kind of – I feel like you almost outsmarted yourself a little bit. I mean, there was a quote by Marcus Freeman, I, I one of the sideline reporters that said it, and I, I heard it, I think, during the press conference where he basically had said that this was the most – the most diverse scheme that they played all year or something like that, or the most exotic, or I forget what the phrase was exactly, but it was basically, this was, this was the the scheme that we had to prepare for most, right? Because it's the most out there and there's layers to it. And I think that when you have that in your mind, a team that throws a lot at you, you get yourself and you can get in your own way a lot of times, right? When in reality, if you would have just lined up, did your thing like you did in the second and third quarter, then you're good. <laughs> like You're good. I mean, you were the more physical team than them. You were the faster team than them. It was obvious, right? The only things that was going to give you was if you gave up some explosive plays, you did 49 yarder to the Lampson kid. And then a, was it 51 yarder to EJ Smith, right? In the passing game earlier, something like that. I mean, you were your own worst enemy on both sides of football tonight. I honestly think that Notre Dame came out, though, in this game, and this is just my opinion based upon just kind of what I heard them say leading up to this game and the actions that were behind it, is that I just think Notre Dame outsmarted themselves, and they were just like too overly worried about a complex scheme when your talent would have beat that scheme better than if you would have just come out and played your game. So I just think Notre Dame outsmarted themselves a lot, man. When they just let it loose and played their game, it was no contest. It really wasn't. It was never a contest. I'm seeing 
Javante Jean-Baptiste get let loose and he's unblockable. I'm seeing Nano Safa Mensa make several plays in this football game. I'm seeing Maris Loifau, when they just let him go, make some plays in this football game. Like I'm seeing this all, all this stuff happen. I just think that Notre Dame came out and they were just thinking too much on the defensive side of the football. There was no reason to overcomplicate it. Just let your guys go. Just let them go. You know what's funny, Ryan? Yeah. And, and Vince, I'm curious on your thoughts as, as, as well. The last two years of Al Golden, the exception of the USC game, where the game plan was bad, but it was almost kind of like understandable because you didn't have Cam Hart and Chris Tyree, or I mean, Tariq Bracey. He's the he's the kind of the opposite of what we complain about with the offense, right? Where they play great against the bad teams and then just don't play well against good teams. It's like Al Golden is just a, a wicked, like mad scientist genius. Like everything is perfect when they play Ohio State twice. I mean, they held Ohio State the last two years to, to an average of 19 points. And that, that includes the C.J. Stroud-led offense that had 21 points, right? You know, you shut down Caleb Williams this year. You shut down Drake May last year. Then you get the games like this. Games like, you you know, you get the games like, uh, who was Navy second half last year, you know, who, who's about to fire their coach. They get in the game Central Michigan this year. And it's just like, what are you doing? Like, why are you, why are you trying to get too cute? And I do kind of find it funny, but if you're going to have that way, I'd rather be that way where you're great in the big games and you're just not so great in some, you you know, you get too cute in some of these games. If there's going to be a complaint, I'd rather be that. that. That's for sure. Yeah. If you're making me choose, I guess that's what I would choose. <laughs> right. I, mean, I would rather I'd not rather be great great every right? game. I mean, why do I got to choose? <laughs> um, and look, I, it, it, defensively, we are nitpicking obviously because huh. of, uh, it, I, 300 yards is way too many to way too many yards to give up against this team. It's way too many yards. And the 23 points, way too many points to give up to this team, regardless of the fact that some of it was on turnovers. I I don't care. It's that's way too many points. So your point is still valid that they did not play their best game against terrible competition. This, this offense statistically is one of the five worst offenses in college football. I mean, that's defensively that's too, Vince. Insane. Don't forget about that. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, bad team, man. This team is very, very bore. Okay, they're they're like 130 or worse in ranking before this game in almost every major statistical offensive category except for passing offense, and they were 57th against Notre Dame's third ranked right. pass defense. Okay, so th- this offense should not have done what they did to you, regardless of whether it was trick plays whether it was exotic formations, you know, whatever, it still shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Still won by over 30. You held them when you needed to hold them, but it just, the, 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 the chinks in the armor I didn't like, and you, we can still complain about that because this is supposed to be an elite defense. Right. When you're an elite defense, you don't get, that doesn't happen to yeah. you by a crap offense. Yeah. I just think it's one of those things, Vin, and I don't disagree with anything you're saying, uh, and I'm, I'm kind of making an excuse here, but, you know, we, we've talked about it before. It's hard sometimes when you watch film and you're like, exactly, you, you see exactly what you said. This team sucks. Like, this team's really right. bad. And you know what I saw right. tonight? I, I saw there were times where I thought guys were trying to make plays instead of just, just stick within the system, right? Like, and that happens sometimes when you're playing a team that you just know sucks. Absolutely. Right. Because you, you start, you start ball hunting and you start like big hit hunting. And then all of a sudden you hit the wrong gap and pff, guy runs by you for a big play, right? And those are the things that you just look at and you're like, uh, you, you know, you, you just stick with it. Just do what you do, right? Do what you do. And they didn't do what they did tonight. But again, I'll, it, it, I'm trying to think of the way to put this, Vince. It's kind of like it, it was it was a, it was not a great night, but it was a, a night where you still look at it and say the offense spotted them basically 10 points yep. and you gave up 23. And their last touchdown drive came on against your backup defense, right? I mean, so at the end of the day, I, I think that does show how good this defense is because in past years when Notre Dame had a really bad night, teams would score 35-40 on them. You know, t- tonight they didn't. And so uh, I- I'll, t- I'll take the win. I-, I did think that when they let them turn them loose, I thought the D-line played pretty well. I thought J.D. Bertrand was kind of like a tale of two two play two players in the pass game when he had dropped him into coverage. Uh, not a good night. Pass rush and run game. I thought J.D. was very active and very productive. 
Uh, and uh, I think the only the only two plays I remember Maris making all night, he had uh, he had a couple really nice plays in the backfield and a couple – he had like one pressure. He just blew a guy up. But then, you know, then he comes out and makes that silly personal foul penalty too. Like that's just yeah. – that's just not being locked in, and and you can't let those things happen. But like no, Javante Jean Baptiste Ryan too. You, you mentioned this. I mean, it was very. Vince said this during the, during the show. It was very appropriate that with the kind of season he's had, where he's done so much of the dirty work, and just didn't get a lot of the the, the fame. I think Vince, you said this right, and just it was very fitting that Javante was the guy that was able to, to 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 pick that sucker up and run it back. It was it was it was a nice way for him to end his regular season in Notre Dame because he's been a very key play. he's been a very important player. I don't know what their their defense would still be good if he doesn't come over. I don't know that it's as dominant as it is. He just he filled that need at the big end position this there, year. He really did. There there are you know plenty of players that are you know have exhausted their eligibility or are gonna leave, you know, that kind of a thing, right? I I would have to sit and think about who my top guys would be that I wish they had one more year of eligibility. He's right up there, man. No. Like he is right up there. I I wish he had one more year to be on this team. I really, really do. Uh, he's going to be missed. And I did not think that was going to be the case when he transferred in. I saw he's going to no. be a nice depth piece. Yeah. You know, he was going to be a good, you know, good, good solid rusher. Yeah. Good solid pad rush, pass but, rusher. Man, his, he stepped up big time and he, he has, made himself a key cog in this defensive wheel that I'm going to miss, man. I am going to yeah. miss his presence on this team. Yeah. And if he doesn't come back, the guy that backed up Javante all year, similar deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you talk about yeah. a kid that did everything in the off season that you, you ask a guy to do team leader, great character guy works his butt off. And then a transfer comes in and beats him out. Right. And does not not piss and moan and whine yeah. and, no, he said, oh, okay, I'm, I'm still a leader of this team, whether I got a C on my chest or not, or whether yeah. I'm a starter or not, or whatever the case may be. And he finished the year, Ryan, to me, with two back-to-back really good football games. No, no, yeah. did. And so you just, you you know, now that the regular season's winding down, to me, Ryan, you look for those stories. And and, and the, what those two kids did for Nerding this year, none of them put up big numbers, none of them did sexy, but the big end position was – a really, really important part of this defense, which mattered yep. a lot more when you consider how unproductive the Viper position was for much of the season for Notre Dame. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I would say if there's a unsung hero award at a banquet, I think that Javante Jean-Baptiste is one of my main recipients for that, right? Like he has been, he's been stellar, man. Like he really has, like he had a sack tonight. He had a little bit more production for, from a box score perspective, but I didn't need his box score production to be there. Like I didn't need it because like, you watch him every week. You're just like one is doing his job, man. He's doing it really well. And you mentioned the dirty work he's doing, setting the edge and being physical and anchoring and doing everything he needs to do, but also getting some pressures, sacking the quarterback tonight. Then he threw in the stiff arm on the, uh, on the fumble return for a touchdown or the block field goal for return for a and touchdown. The athleticism to keep those feet in bounds, Ryan, man, that was impressive. Nice, it was it. pretty nice Loved for 260 it. pounds, yeah. man. It was really yeah. nice. And I mean, Nana is Nana is a glue guy. I mean, Nana Osafamensa, he's a glue guy. You 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 need those guys on your roster. Is Nana going to get drafted in the NFL? No, he's not. Is he going to be a guy that even plays the NFL? No, probably not. But you know what Nana is going to do? Be there every single day, no matter what, and be productive in the snaps that he's been given. So. You need those types of kids on your roster, man. He is he's what a, a program is built off of. Like, yes, you need the stars, of course, but you need the guys that you can count on to be there every single day. And if there's an injury and if there's a guy that you need you need him increase his snaps for whatever reason, there's you know, you're banged up and I, he's a guy that you need on this roster, and he's been a great yeah. a great asset to Notre Dame football this year. Yeah, people say, why, why do you take a guy like Joseph Reef? That's it right there. That, like if he's at minimum a guy like that, you take a guy like that. Like you need some guys like that, Ryan. And, and I think you know, when you talk about recruiting, why do you take certain players? Because you need guys that are going to be backups and embrace their role and give everything they got, whether they're the number two big end or they're the captain and the starter and the guy you can build your defense around. And right. you absolutely need guys like that. And 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 
it speaks of volumes of the of the character of Nana to have the circumstances that that he did step up and do that. And you say, is he going to be an NFL player? No, I would imagine he'll get a camp invite, and that that'll that'll be it for his career. But when you when you're that kind of person, and you're you know, again, I've talked about this, you know, talk to his parents a few times, be around them a couple times during his recruiting process. You kind of figure, you know, you're not surprised that Nana's turned out like he did as a young man. But this kid, kid is going to go into the rest of his life and be very, very successful with whatever it is he does because of those type of things. And so that's good to see. A back end wise guy's corners kind of did what they did. I still, I still, you know, you didn't like the pass interference on Cam. You got to play the ball better. But outside yeah. of that one play, the corners were very good. And the only thing they could really complete on them were like little two yard end cuts and stuff like that. I mean, they were pretty locked down. And, and Stanford, I'll, I'll give Stanford credit. They tried to take some shots in this game. They tried. Yeah. I mean, there were several times they're half half roll throwbacks, and Notre Dame just locked guys down. I mean, yep. there just was nowhere to go with the football. Yep. And a lot of times they also didn't have time to make those throws. They tried, and when they got them off, they were covered. But a lot yeah. of times they were fighting guys that were in their face, and you know, it was just. I mean, it was a it was a complete team defensive effort. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Well, they made everything difficult, you know, on Stanford, right? Like there was no easy catches, there was no easy receptions, there was no uncovering deep easily. Even, and I felt like everything was contested for Stanford tonight in the passing game, and that's part. That's the main course of the battle is to make everything difficult, right, for a team as as a passing offense. So Notre Dame did that. They did that very well, in my opinion. They finished with 216 yards passing, and 52 of them came on one play to a running back against Notre Dame's Viper, Jordan Tahoe. Right. So again, your past and your past defense wasn't even great tonight. It just, you're just, you're way better than them. But like, yeah, you know, exactly. the AM and or kid who's a legitimately good player, he had 50, he had seven catches in the game, but he had 58 yards. I mean, their leading receiver guys was their running back who had seven catches for 116 yards, EJ Smith. That's you know, crazy. here's the craziest stat of the night, Ryan. I don't know if you heard this because I, I know you, yeah. I, I know you were watching the game, not, not the, uh, the, do you know how many handoffs they gave to their running backs in this game? Well, they only gave EJ one, I think, right? He only had one two. carry. They I gave one carries. to a they gave one to a running back, like a backup running back, late in the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ryan Butler got a carry really late in the game, and then EJ got one carry. Like they handed the yeah. ball off to the running backs twice the uh, entire game. I think when he had his fifth catch, they were like, "Well, he's only run the ball one time, so I guess you need to get it to him in the pass game." I'm like, I right. guess so. I mean, right. his dad's in the stands. It's like it's disrespectful, yeah. man. You have a Hall of Famer in the, in the stands. You're like, all right, cool. That is those games, Ryan, where they went into this game and said, we have zero chance of blocking this Notre Dame ball defensive line. <laughs> like, this, have, this is like Brian yeah. Kelly against Georgia that one year. He's like, well, we knew we were going to be able to run the ball. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> we had, they had zero chance to run the football. So they're just like, screw it. We're just going to throw it all over the field. And uh, and they and they did. So uh, Vince, game balls. Let's just quickly hand out game balls, guys. Uh, offensively. Uh, all, uh, all in favor today. of a unanimous. So, Vince, are we allowed to, to, <laughs> to let everyone pick a different guy on offense, or do does somebody have to not? Pick, no, I, pick I, I, I no, I think it's first come first serve. I pick Audric. Go ahead, Vince. Uh, <laughs> offensive line, <laughs> Audric. I'm. So, I can set the, my own rules on this channel. I'm going Audric. <laughs> so, um, but no, it was a great way for Audric to end his, end his uh, regular season, potentially his Notre Dame career. He he went out and, and played great. It's it's a no brainer. In all seriousness, it's a no brainer. I mean, Audric should be in consideration for National Player of the Week the way he played in this game, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Bo Nix might give him a run for his money for how he played on Friday night, but but Audric should be. Ali Gordon had five touchdowns today too. Yeah. So yeah, there's some guys. Yeah. <laughs> what did? How much did he finish with? I know did they. Did they end up keeping that win? Did they end up coming back and winning? They, they won, yeah, like 40 to 37, wow. I think, or something like that. That's yeah. a heck of a comeback because they were getting worked pretty good. I, I, I'm looking at it yep. now, right? I went to overtime. Yep. So, yeah, that's a uh, – Ollie Gordon had five touchdowns. He only had 166 yards on 34 carries. So, I'm I'm, I'm still going with Audric. I'm still going what with Audric. What a scrub. What a He's scrub. a bum. One, two of his touchdowns came in overtime. So, yeah, he doesn't deserve it. Audric gets it, baby. Although I don't, I don't want to look at Bo Nix's stats and compare Bo Nix's stats because he had a pretty darn good night as well. But it was, it was a great day defensively, guys. Uh, Vince game ball for the Notre Dame JD defense. Bertrand, I'm going with the senior, and this is probably his last regular season game in a Notre Dame uniform. I thought he played really well, and uh, yeah, he he gave up that one pass, but he also knocked one down, and so I will give it to him. Ryan, who are you going with? 
I'm going the big end position. I don't want to pick just one. I think Nana and Javante Jean-Baptiste both played their butt off. If I have to pick just one, I would go Javante. I like that. I mean, if you look at the numbers, Ryan, to back up your your point, those two players had four and a half tackles for loss combined. They had two and a half sacks combined. Nana had two and a half tackles for loss, one and a half, or excuse me, Javante had two and a half tackles for loss, one and a half sacks. Nana had two tackles for loss in a sack. And if Nana doesn't get absolutely uh, assaulted on, on one of those quarterback scrambles on the edge and held like a champ, he has another potential sack or tackle for loss. Yeah. So I, I like that, Ryan. I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to steal Ryan's and and uh, it just I'm going to pick only one, but I'm going to go with Javante Jean Baptiste. But I, I like that Ryan, the uh, picking the two of them. Vince picked offensive line, so you can pick positions. So I, I dig that. But that's a, I mean, Ryan, that's there. I'm t- I'm taking yeah, all of them. all the blockers, everyone that blocked for Audrick. Right. Uh, but, but Ryan, four and a half tackles for loss and two and a half sacks is a lot of production for the big end position. Really a good. lot of production. Yeah, yeah, for one game, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, Vince, I think that I think I'll do it, man. Been on here yeah. a long time. It's a good show. Um, we got some, we do have some super chats. We want to get to those. Yeah. No, we'll get to those. Good okay. show. So um, there, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll be back tomorrow night, obviously, for upon further review. Uh, but, uh, overall, guys, is a good way to end the regular season, in my opinion. You know, back to back wins. You, you outscored your final two opponents. Uh, what was today's game? 56, right? So, you know, 101 to, 30 your last two games right yeah Yeah, they're they're bad teams but you did to both of them what you're supposed to do to bad teams you beat them both by 30 plus anyone all you fans out there that put money on notre dame's season total win you know eight and a half and you took the the the, the notre dame to to cover uh they did that tonight if you're someone who bet on notre dame to to cover the spread tonight you got that if you picked on over under you got that so for all you betters, tonight was a good night if you took Notre Dame uh, for the season and for uh, and for this game. So uh, not too not too much to complain about on that one. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.